Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, all about movies, and today my guest is writer-director Stephen Luke, and we're going to be talking about his brand new film, Operation Seawolf. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Yes, uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, excited to be, uh, be here. Well, good. It's good to have you here. So our audience knows a little bit about what we will be talking about today. Can you give a brief synopsis about Operation Seawolf? So Operation Seawolf is set during um, the last days of World War II. It follows a German uh, U-boat commander and submarine as they're kind of tasked uh, with this last mission to try to turn the tide of the war uh, in the Germans' favor. And um, so while they're on this mission, the United States Navy obviously is going to have something to say about it so they're being hunted throughout the whole film and that's kind of a it's a cat and mouse game from beginning to end it is and it's exciting uh from beginning to end too and you have two really wonderful stars in this film frank grillo and dolph lundgren Uh, so let's talk about that frank grillo is as i said he's in about every film i watch almost he's everywhere he's just a wonderful actor and so versatile uh how did you attract him to this project right so yeah no i'm fantastic Frank and Dolph, awesome to work with, amazing actors, uh, obviously in their own right, but just, you know, super professional and um, very committed to the roles. Um, It's always fun to work with talent like that. They just bring such a level of excitement and um, prestige to what they do. And it's that's kind of one of those things where it's like for them to agree to kind of be in your film or your project, it says a lot about what you're trying to create, that they're willing to, you know, kind of go on that journey with you. So to answer your question, I would say the story, you know, and, and the character of, um, you know, that they were kind of being offered to play is kind of the the driving factor of how they choose um, and why they chose to be in this movie. I mean, they obviously, like you said, Frank is an amazing actor who's in a lot of things. And so he gets to kind of pick and choose the things that he wants to be in. So I would say the the primary reason is is that story and character that, that right. drew them the, the movie. Yeah, and, and it, it, interesting. They don't have any scenes together in this film. They're just, they're, they're just they, opposite. <laughs> they don't. Obviously, Dolph is playing my uh, German U-boat commander, Kessler, and you know Frank is, is my U.S. Navy commander. And no, they don't have any scenes together. Obviously, they interact uh, in opposite corners, as you, as you will. They're kind of hunting each other, and they don't really, you know, they don't interact physically in the movie. I know when we were on set for Frank's scenes, Dolph made it a point to arrive and be there, yeah. uh, so that way he could say hi, and also we could at least get them both together in a photo, so that way they both could uh, actually say hi to each each other in the same movie and not feel like they oh well we didn't even know we were in it together right. so Oh, that was nice of him to do yeah, that, yeah. for sure, for sure, yeah. Um, so what I thought was fascinating about this is that you really take the German perspective in this film. We usually don't see every film we see about World War II, and I love any movie with World War II, World War One. I, I don't know, I'm always fascinated with those films, that it's always the American perspective, or the English, whatever, if it's, you know, if it's a movie that's set in England. Um, but very rarely do we have one where it's the German perspective. Of. And you're kind of like, you know, I can't say you're, you're, you're rooting for him in a way, 
and then you're not because it, what it did was bring some humanity, you know, because we always think of when we're in war, the other people are our enemies and they must be terrible people. And yet in this one, obviously have a great deal of sympathy for Dolph Lundgren's character in this, you know, Captain Kessler in this. So how did you come about writing it from that perspective, Stephen? Well, I think um, obviously, uh, you know, when you're trying to tell a story or make a movie, you know, you have, um, you know, you really focused in on the characters and kind of their personal journeys and who they are and, and wanting to bring different people to life. And one of the things that I found very uh, fascinated, especially as I was kind of digging in to create the story, is having to showcase someone that is is not necessarily driven ideology uh, with their ideology of, of the political uh, environment that they're you know kind of being faced with, and just the everyday struggles that they might be going with, going through in a war. And I think I was very drawn to obviously with the you know, it's a submarine movie and kind of that aspect of you know what types of you know men individuals women you know that kind of are willing to put themselves you know in in a very tight enclosed space miles potentially in under the ocean which if there's a problem their you know their chance of survival is very slim i just that's just always such a fascinating uh, set of circumstances to follow so yeah i think um wanting to kind of bring the characters to life i think you hit hit the the nail on the head just saying like i, I want the audience obviously you're not rooting for the germans the submarines uh to attack you know the united states but i i want i want the audience to really you know like you know be on the side of like we want to see these characters survive you know hopefully they get to have you know make it out so um and i think that just that's such a um a strong uh trait and characteristic um that there is good and there is humanity even in our enemies right right yeah, well, if we all remember that we are all are one and all interconnected, uh, then maybe we wouldn't have so many wars. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but that's, I think that's wishful thinking on my part. Anyhow, I'm a Pollyanna. Um, in this, I, I actually wanted to know, was this based on something that actually happened during World War II? Yes, so um, the story actually does follow um, a true-to-life mission. Uh, They're called Operation Seawolf. There was a – the Germans – there was a couple of these. They they coded these missions. They were all types of attacks on the United States coast. Um, They did have a last kind of attack on uh, the United States coast um, towards the end of the war that they had labeled, again, Operation Seawolf. And they – it was, it's very true. I mean, it was very, you know, in the story, um, you know, the submarines are equipped with these um, rockets and it is very true in World War II. The U.S. Navy believed that this was the case. They they 100% um, had intelligence to indicate that, that uh, the, the Germans had come up with this, uh, you know, kind of a, one of their wonder weapons and we're going to try to pull off this mission and they, you know... Uh, designated a very large task force in order to uh, find these guys. So um, kind of seeing that as a true to life example, I thought like, well, you know, it's a very interesting story and one I had, I hadn't ever heard of. um, And I thought it'd be interesting just to uh, bring to life, you know, always those little uh, nuggets of history. And anytime you can uh, showcase them um, can always make for a good story. 
Yes, yeah, definitely. I mean, I thought that was, that's what, again, I thought that was interesting, and I wasn't sure whether that had happened or not. So, so I went in doing this research, I uh, read that you have a fear of water, don't like around water, especially salt water. <laughs> And yet, you're drawn to water. <laughs> so let's yeah, talk about that. Um, you know, obviously, I, I grew up in uh, my home state, South Dakota, uh, in the Midwest. So uh, the Midwest, as I'm sure anyone uh, that's from the Midwest knows, we're very landlocked. Uh, we're not around any oceans. And I, I, am, I, I don't necessarily have a fear of water, but I don't like, especially when I'm in the ocean, Like I don't like to get in any sort of, you know... Uh, ankle ankle deep water i don't like sharks i don't like you know things that swim in the ocean they you know i watch a lot of uh youtube videos and seeing those uh giant sharks swimming around people and they don't even realize that they're there i that scares scares me to death and so i am very hesitant to want to be around the ocean and yet i you know i i think and that's what kind of drew me to the story of you know hey these guys are willing to get in a submarine and not only be in the ocean, but like submerge themselves in the ocean. And it's, I think that just takes such a very um, uh, unique individuals. And so, you know, I'm, I'm always very much willing to be someone that can conquer my fears. So, um, yeah, I was like, well, this might be something I might enjoy and maybe learn to, you know, I can get in the ocean a little bit further than I normally do. Well, so Jaws really had a big effect on you. Oh, God. <laughs> So no Sharknado for you. (laughs) So now when I was reading, watching the credits, because I always like to know where films are made. Did I read right? Cleveland? Yeah. (laughs) So let's talk about that. So yeah, we shot. So the submarine that we used in the movie as the is a it's a real life sub sub. it's the USS Cod. Uh, we turned an American submarine, World War II submarine, uh, into a German one um, for, a w- for a week, a couple weeks. And, uh, yeah, that was located in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, great guys out of there. I highly recommend um, if you get a chance and you're in Cleveland, you know, it's right next to the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And there's the USS Cod. Go check them out, both of them. Uh, it's fantastic, fantastic um, submarine. Um, it's one of the last uh, living examples where you can actually go see, you know, how how uh, our our servicemen, Navy servicemen, lived in World War II as submariners, and uh, I mean they were just fantastic. And and um, the you know in, and in the movie, little little fun tidbit, the uh, some of the uh, you, we shoot we do a scene where they load in a torpedo, and uh, the crew that actually lo- loads in the torpedo are the ones that give the examples of how they did it in World War II. The living historians. Wow! So uh, we show them doing it in the in the movie, and and uh, it looks fantastic because they. I mean, that's and that's how they did it in World War Two. So um, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun to do, and yeah, you wouldn't it wouldn't seem like you make a, uh, a ocean movie and you're shooting in Cleveland, Ohio. Right, right. Okay. So how how did you get permission? Because that's like you know, here's it's it's a piece of history. It's you know, uh, how did they? You know, how did you manage that? in order to have this, you know, use it in this film. Well, um, yes, most definitely. Obviously, um, and also along with, you know, kind of acquiring those permissions, there's usually things that you can and can't do, um, obviously, to historical artifacts. Um, You know, I had, um, 
researched the cod as being a potential location and um, I reached out to the curator um, and kind of just introduced myself and who, who I am and, and showed him some of my past projects. And uh, I'm a history major by from school. Okay. And so I can talk a little history um, as well. I mean, I'm very fascinated. I'm very fascinated by history. I love it. Um, so I, I do have a little bit of usually connection um, in terms of that regard. And um, yeah, they were, they were, they, uh, they had done a couple projects before uh, documentaries. So they were familiar with filming process and they were they were all on board they thought it'd be a lot of fun um to turn turn their cod we called it um you know obviously in world war ii it's called the uss cod and we called it uh das cod so So were the actors actually in the submarine i mean that was not a set it was they were they were in you filmed in the submarine we filmed in the submarine so all of those that's that's all submarine we'd have to get in you know, to get into the sub, you have to go through the hatch, um, and there's only you know two two hatches in and out, so we could only get in and out. And I mean, you, to get to like say the command center, it's in the middle of the sub. You'd have to walk walk the length of the sub, wow. or you know, what I mean, you'd have to walk through the whole sub to get there. And and um, yeah, we we're in the in the submarine. The whole Amazing, because you know we always think everything's a set anymore. To you know, in this world. Um, so how difficult was that? Because there, it's small. I have gone on a submarine. I, I think in New York, there's, there was one years ago and I went and, you know, it was feeling claustrophobic when I went in. And my, my uncle during World War II, uh, was on a submarine that got lost for 30 days. They oh, wow. lost it. Yeah. And they found it. Thank God. But, um, I can't imagine being under the ocean in a submarine. So what, what was that? How was the filming of that? And how, what was that like for everybody, for the crew? Because you have to have a pretty big crew and you're all jammed in this small space. Yeah, I mean, it most definitely, I mean, we had quite, I shouldn't say quite a lot of people, but I mean, we had a number of people, obviously, when you have all your extras and, and cast in there and the crew. So, I mean, <laughs> it honestly probably felt like how the guys felt like in the sub. So when you pass each other, I mean, in the halls, you had to like, you know, kind of shimmy on by each other and and uh, you just kind of found a little corner and like to rotate, like if you need to get to another, like if you're in um, a spot and if you need to get to the other side, you kind of all have to move together. You know, it's like, okay, let's shuffle around. And so it was a very interesting experience. Um, the submarine, you know, I'm sure in, in a World War II standards is, a, I mean, it is a big submarine, um, but it definitely was very small. Um, and those guys, I don't, I don't know how they did it with their full crews. Um, Every day. I mean, we were just there for you know a week or so, and uh, they would have obviously been there, like you said, lost for thirty days. Mm-hmm. I, just, I couldn't imagine. No, couldn't imagine. no, no. You, sort of, it was synchronized filming. It sounds like <laughs> instead of synchronized swimming, we had synchronized <laughs> filming of this film. How long? How long were you? You said you were on the submarine for a week, or how long were you? Yeah, we were there. Uh, I think we shot in the sub for about seven days. Um, we obviously have other locations that we shot shot on, but um, yeah, we were in the sub for seven. I think we might have prepped for two or three days um, before that in the sub. So um, yeah, we were there. We were there almost uh, in Cleveland for about two weeks for just that for those for those filming. Uh, time frames but yeah we were in the sub for a good seven days and and uh i mean it was we had we we shot it in the you know we set our film you know up in uh at the end of the war which is kind of up in the last you know up in norway there's still a snow so we kind of based in winter i mean we shot in the winter 
and uh, the breath you see is real. It really, it was cold inside the sub. Um, we had heaters, and it would suck out oxygen. Um, Sometimes, you know, if you if you um, there there are some points you can tell like the actors are having trouble not breathing, but as they're delivering their lines, you can tell that they're having tr- like just not having trouble breathing, but like they just not a lot of oxygen. And that I mean, which was would have been true in real life, and it was very true for us too. So. <laughs> yeah. So how long was the actual shoot on this? So uh, the actual shoot, so we had it spread out over, um, it wasn't necessarily consecutive, but we spent about uh, 16 days shooting um, in a given period. Um, Obviously with pre-production and post-production, you know, those days are a lot more days involved in that, but the actual shooting about 16. 16. So and the the water scenes then where were they shot that you have in this did you actually go i mean you have lake erie right there so uh did you shoot things on lake erie or did you actually go to um one of the so, you know? yeah i mean a lot of the water is vfx okay water, big water stuff is vfx uh created all in a vfx environment um obviously sometimes you see the characters outside of the sub or um interacting and yeah we we were yeah i think that's uh, I mean, whatever that is, that Lake Erie, it might be. I think it's Lake Erie up there, yeah. Sure yeah. The submarine guys will make fun of me if it's, uh, if, yeah. If it's Lake Erie, it's yeah, Lake you're e- on Lake I Erie. It was frozen over, and we would see they had a, um, we'd come outside of the sub, and they had uh, the, the Coast Guard was right next door, next to us in one of their ships. And they would do this thing where they would uh, try to, and the, the lake was completely frozen, and they would run this drill where they would practice jumping into the lake uh, to kind of, practice rescue and uh they would jump up and down on the ice and break it and fall in and it was just the craziest thing to watch and uh i mean those guys i mean that's their job you know to rescue and they were practicing so that's a very interesting experience that's very impressive also yeah yeah i think lake erie is the shallowest of the great lakes um i lived in conneat ohio which is up on the oh yeah do you know it's a little teeny town up by lake actually by erie pennsylvania it's right up there and it's on lake erie so yeah when i was very young i i lived there so yeah so yeah interesting so um you've got some other you know this you've got some other projects coming up and i think you have the same stars (laughs) in your next project so let's talk about that a little bit yeah, I do have a, a movie um, that we're just kind of getting done and handing over. It's called Come Out Fighting. Um, it also has uh, Dolphs in this one as well. Um, it's got a couple other ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, and Hiram, Hiram, who's also in uh, Operation Seawolf, is is my main uh, star in Come Out Fighting. Um, and yeah, no, I you know I I enjoy. It. I mean, I think with anyone you enjoy working with, people that you enjoy working with. And I've been very fortunate and blessed to kind of have some of these named actors, you know, be in several of my projects. Because, I mean, not only are they super talented, but they, I think they, I, I hope, I guys can't speak for them, but uh, they enjoy their time while they're on set and working with me, my crew, and, you know, other cast members. And it's fun. It's fun to get to kind of, you know, work with people that you enjoy working with. Right. And uh, that's kind of shown in some of my projects. Um, that they, you know, if it's if it's a part that they feel like they they want to play, um, that they have, and they know they can have a good like a good time, they can have a very enjoyable experience on set. That they'll come back, and uh, it's very big testament to all of my you know, casting crew, and I I've always appreciated them. And um, yeah, no, it's fun, and it's fun to get to do that. And yeah, no, always always full of projects, and so they're always you know, keep keep the work going. 
That's great. It does say an awful lot, you know, as Spielberg likes to work with certain actors all the time. Scorsese likes to work with Leonardo, you know, uh, Tom Hanks and, and um, yeah, Spielberg work a lot together. So when, you know, when you get that chemistry and you get that shorthand and know how to work together, there's a lot to be said for that, especially if the shoot is a short shoot, suit, uh, shoot like many of the independent films are. Uh, when you can develop that shorthand, that's great. You're also an actor. Let's talk a little bit about your acting career. Well, sure. Um, I do act. Um, I kind of got into film uh, as an actor. Um, you know, to, to me, I always equate uh, acting is always art to me. Um, there's lots of aspects of filmmaking that are technical or, um, you know, business. Uh, when I kind of get to act in something, that's always kind of the art. Uh, it's an art form. So, um, you know, when I you know, kind of come out to act in something. I usually am kind of just drawn to the art side of it. Um, so yeah, I, I do find myself every once in a while uh, being in some projects and uh, I'm just probably like any actor. If it's something I haven't ever done or something I find, you know, that's challenging, I go, Oh, I want to, you know, jump on board and, and be a part of it. So right. it is, it's something enjoyable and fun to do. Out of all the hats you wear as a writer, director, actor, which hat do you like the most? Well, the the one I probably like the most is actor. Um, obviously, you know it's 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 fun to kind of get to just only play uh, one character um, and get to do um, you know worry about one thing. You know, I've got to perform this uh, role, and uh, I'm responsible for that. So that's probably the most fun. But however, you know, um, the thing that I probably enjoy the most is uh, producing. I, I love producing. I love I love the business side of it. Um, I love, you know, getting people involved. I love, you know, bringing people together. Um, it's just, you know, it's hard. It's something that I'm find myself to be, um, uh, good at. And I, I think it's, it's one of the hardest jobs in, in, in film. And, um, you know, I try to let that talent and, um, shine and include as many people as I can, because it's something that I, I am good at. So the producing part of it, um, is probably the thing I enjoy the most. Uh, the directing, you know, that's that's probably very close to acting. It's it's fun for me. I love working with the actors. Um, I love diving in that world mm-hmm. and um, you know, kind of figuring out who these characters are and where we're going. How can we tell these stories? Um, that that is the fun aspect of it uh, to me. And um, yeah, so those are my yeah, those are the three things, and that's what probably in that order. Yeah, so many actors have turned to directing. Uh- I think, and and so many of them have become excellent directors. I think because they understand uh, what goes on for the actor, you know, when they're when they're filming. So there's a lot to be said about that too. I think they're also, you know, storytellers. Yes, you know, a lot of actors are storytellers, and you know, at whatever capacity, and directing is is a great way to help you know be involved in the story. Um, you know, storytellers, and they just want to tell stories, and and usually at whatever capacity they're allowed to, and. And I'm all for that. Yeah. 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 I just saw the uh, documentary about Sydney Poitier called Sydney uh, last evening. And Oprah was there with uh, the director and the producer talking about it afterwards. And it was quite impressive. I didn't, you know, I didn't even think about Sydney Poitier becoming a director later in life. So that was uh, also interesting (laughs) that he did stir crazy. I don't know why I didn't realize that. So 
documentaries are always uh, fascinating to me. I don't think I could ever make a documentary, but I love watching. Me too. Me too. Well, that's what the show's dedicated to, uh, documentaries, uh, filmmakers, and uh, independent filmmakers. Stephen, where can people see Operation Seawolf? Yes, so Operation Seawolf uh, comes out uh, in uh, select theaters on uh, October 7th. Um, and then it's out on uh, digital on demand on October 25th. Um, you know, uh, iTunes, Amazon Prime, um, you know, I'm sure I'm forgetting some of, you know, all the, some of the other major streamers. Um, you're going to get to find find that out. Um, I would highly recommend, you know, Google Operation Seawolf. <laughs> exactly. I'll, you, I'll shoot up all the updates and everything <laughs> that's happening. There's lots of stuff going on. And, um, yeah, no, I uh, that's the 7th and the 25th. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I wish you much success with Operation Seawolf. It's been a pleasure having you on the show, and uh, good luck with everything. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. To all my wonderful, loyal listeners, your love of film allows me to do what I do. If you want to support me, the best way to do that is to hit the subscribe button on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, on YouTube. Subscribing matters. If you are feeling really compelled, I want to hear from you. Have a burning question, comment, or review? Drop me an email at thejampriceshow.com. Thank you for listening. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies.